Country Brothers Podcast. I am Dominique Johnson. This is Dewan Johnson. We're the Country Brothers, and we are called the Country Brothers because we are black, and we are actual brothers, and we like country music. The pun works, guys. It's a it's a good pun. It's not hard to get. All right. Uh, before we get going with our guests, uh, what you been listening to lately? Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of Justin Towns Earl in preparation for this podcast, which we're going to talk about Justin Towns Earl. And I probably would have been listening to him regardless, because that's kind of all I listen to when I'm not listening to other stuff. So, okay. What have you been listening to? Shit. I've been listening to the, what's that, that's that song, uh, that, that Toby in Weegway. Oh yeah, the the with uh with Black Thought, uh Father Figure. Oh, that's the cut. All the songs sound the same, but that song bangs, and but, it got Black Thought and Race to Five Nine, so I fucks with it. Most deaf snaps on that. Not most deaf. Black Thought. I just said Black Thought. You bringing up most deaf? <laughs> I was looking at JD, and JD looks just like most deaf. That's why I uh, said that. A taller white version of most deaf. Identical. All right. Well, you know what? Since uh, we you know, we gonna get into it. Uh, our guest today is the most popular man on the planet, <laughs> the tallest man. The, JD is the first person that I've ever been friends with who's like legit, like seven and a half feet tall. It's shocking how tall he is. Uh, I don't know how much longer he has on this earth because people that tall don't tend to live too long. Yeah. But, uh, JD Roberts, ladies and gentlemen. And, his, and his, one of his kids. <laughs> he has he has at least four or five. Uh, and this one has hit a new level of just trying to ruin our podcast yet again. <laughs> and only and only two of the kids is his. JD, where did you find those other three? Um, well, I picked up one in a dumpster in Tempe, Arizona. I found this cute one in Nashville, and that was fun. And then I'm pretty sure I have nothing to do with the fifth one. The, the, the fifth one just showed up at the door and was like, hey, can I stay here? <laughs> I mean, so I'm about to make all the noise. <laughs> well, you know what? This is uh, kind of perfect because we're talking about Justin Towns Earl. And Justin Towns Earl has a dad. Is, it, is this true? Can you confirm? <laughs> Can you confirm that Justin Townsend has a dad? Let me check the Oracle, and I will let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard that Justin Townsend's dad was in The Wire. That's where I know him from. So he's a super famous dude. Justin Townsend's dad is Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, I know Justin Townsend's dad <laughs> from just terrible music being played on the jukebox, and then that 
like one Steve song would come on and be like, all right, I don't feel so bad. And then all of a sudden it just go back to terrible. So I remember when I, when I first started listening to country music and then like, I started listening to like Ryan Adams a lot and everybody was like, Oh man, you got to listen to Steve Earl. And I was just like, I'm trying my best to give it a chance. Cause everybody's telling me that like, you have to like this dude. I'm just like, his voice is trash and his songs are not as good as everybody says they are. He has a good pin game, but the music is just bad. Both of y'all are trash. Steve Rowe fucking rules the school. Yeah, and The I, Wire. That's it. Help the bubs out. I was pro Steve Earle, but that's fine. Well, you trash for a different reason. Look, I didn't mean just because of Steve Earle. I'm just letting y'all know. The <laughs> Controversial statement. I don't like Steve Earle. And I'll stand on this table with my muddy boots and say so. That's fine. That's a, that's a Steve Earle quote. You 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 quoting Steve for for the people that don't know. <laughs> Y'all see what I did there? <laughs> that's that was Steve Earle's uh, quote saying that uh, Towns Van Zandt was a better songwriter than uh, Bob Dylan, which is true, still hands down true. Yeah, and uh, and I agree. Bob Dylan, you can suck it too. Hey uh, JD, we we we, yeah. we got you in the Steve, uh, not Steve Earle, Justin Towns. Yeah, we're talking about goddamn Steve Earle. Well, this is this is a quick turn of events. I planned for something completely different, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what got you into Justin Towns, Earl? Um, well, uh, my brother kind of kind of just threw him on my iPad, which was or my iPod. Sorry, um, still have children on the brain. Just hand him an iPad and leave him alone, but. <laughs> Uh, my brother put him on my iPod, and I was just like, oh, I don't like country music. This is stupid. And um, he started listening. And as I got older, and like first heartbreak, second heartbreak, getting drunk for the first time, you're like, oh, all of this makes sense. And then you just fall in love with it. And um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where I first kind of kind of found uh, JTE himself. And, you know, it was in that same kind of group with, like, Corey Brannon, Austin Lucas, uh, John Moreland. Uh, oh, yeah, John Moreland. Um, so, like, Lucero was huge for me because it was, like, that punk country, um, heartbreak, mm-hmm. booze. And then um, when that wasn't enough and I just wanted to go deeper into self-hatred, uh, Justin Townsend <laughs> filled that void. <laughs> Big <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> And the best part was, is some of those songs, you have no idea if you're supposed to be happy or sad, and then you're just crying, and you're just like, oh, this is this was where I was supposed to end up, so. you crying, and you don't know why. You're just like, this is emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 you just, you, you just like, oh, let me put on some music and hit that playlist. You just sitting there vibing with a Coors Light in your hand. Motherfucking picture in a drawer come on, and now you a mess. Mm, yeah. Now, now, um, now, now you're sitting in your own puddle of, of tears. Yeah, your tears and so your like, beers. And so, like, th- that sadness level of, like, Justin Towns Earl, and it wasn't just, like, sad. It was, oh, this is this is life, and that's real life, you know? And it has that Jason Isbell, you know, they, they came up together and stuff. And so yeah. they, they both have that just manic <laughs> feeling about them where you're just like, oh, this is the greatest song ever, but why do I want to hang myself in the closet? <laughs> so. Even if you're not listening to the lyrics and you're just kind of like passively, like like Dominique said, just kind of like listening, you're just drinking some beer, hanging out. It's just like, 
Until you just start crying and you just get all sad. You're like, man, this is this is not what I expected. I mean, you, you knew what to expect because at this point we've been listening to them for years now. Yeah, I mean, and, we're we're coming up on <laughs> twenty years of Justin Towns Earl in our lives, and it's yep. um, it's bananas. Like, I don't, I don't one believe in like certain items, but I mean, if aura was a thing, Justin Towns was just like the aura eater. So <laughs> you could be in a great mood, <laughs> and then just every girl that called you stupid or too skinny or too tall or your cartoon voice that I have, you know, you just remember all of that. You cry a little bit. Did some girl tell you you have a cartoon voice? Uh, about everybody I've ever met, they're always just like, "You've got a cartoon voice," and I'm like, "Oh." I Jacqueline says it every enough. day. Yeah, I wasn't self-conscious about the. <laughs> The long, gangly arms and the legs and the, <laughs> the, the stick figure that I am. So, like, can can, can you say, uh, "Welcome to the Muppet Show"? Uh, well, welcome to the Muppet Show. <laughs> now, yeah, when, so. when did you uh, get into uh, Justin Towns Earl? I got into Justin Towns Earl around the same time. I feel like a lot of people did who like weren't super in the country, like 2007, 2008, around that time. Yeah, uh, like 2009 that Yuma, and shit. Yuma came yeah. out and every, everybody was just like, oh no, I have to add this to my playlist now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it was dope because he came out around the same time as like Chuck Reagan and Tim Berry and all those cats, like the fucking Revival Tour crew. And Justin Towns Earl, I think, kind of paved his own way away from that a little bit because he, he just just has, a, like, a I think just a, a more country voice and his, his music isn't, like, as aggressive as some of those ones because, I mean, they claim from punk rock and... His dad was in the wire, so well, I, mean, I think he was I just mean, <laughs> approaching it different. But nobody else could say they had a dad in the wire. But yeah, I think the same thing is that we all we all knew who Chuck Reagan was. We all know who uh, <laughs> Ben Nichols from Lucero is. We know all those guys. Yeah. So we have we have you know feelings and stuff. Yeah, you heard that that crack. Um, we have all these feelings and emotions tied up with hot water music or, you know, with uh, Lucero or uh, with a veil. And uh, you, you can't really push yourself away from that. And Justin had his own thing, totally on his own, own, own style. And I mean, you look at somebody like uh, Corey Brandon, who's absurdly talented, uh, gorgeous human being. And you're like, oh yeah, like that guy totally belongs right here. And then Justin was just, finger pick do, 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 do. you know he had the bass he had the melody he had the tone and he had the emotion that very few people can can throw into anything so when he came out with yuma um and it was all it was all over from that so <laughs> you were twangy or, or you weren't as twangy as some of that uh album sounds man that's the blues through and through yeah they're, they're like that's that's a blues guy singing them songs not a country dude yeah um, just because you know Tennessee is kind of in his blood doesn't mean that that's a country thing. I mean that's that's as blues as a white dude's gonna get that's not named Stevie. 
<laughs> yeah, like what what they call the, the 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 holy grail of white blues musicians, Justin Towns Earl, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Right? Ain't that what people say? <laughs> then Kenny Wayne Shepherd, then Kenny Wayne Shepherd just get in trouble for being an anti-vaxxer or some shit. Kenny Wayne Shepherd is so fucking terrible. I remember uh what was it like the late the late nineties? Every like hip 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 white person Ugh. in like their thirties or forties was like, Fuck, I'm gonna go see Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And he's just He's this young white guy that plays the blues. Bitch, that ain't the blues. Motherfucker can play the guitar, and that is about it. Look out here looking I, like Yee Wee Malmsteen. I can barely. I can barely play the guitar, and I got more blues in me than him, so don't worry. Yeah, that dude. The, yeah, when we was at the. Because we worked at different FYEs, so we were at the. Uh, <laughs> we definitely had to hear a bunch of these fucking weirdo like at, at that time we were like early 20s but at that time like the 30 somethings just being like man there's this new kid on the scene was like you know what i'm not gonna listen I'm like have you heard a little milton you don't know <laughs> about the, the the blue singers with the jerry curls then we can't talk i i'm more concerned that you couldn't have two black dudes work at one fye so it was i think it was like it's in their like original like bylaws <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't think I worked with any other brothers at the FYE either. So like, sounds I, about right. I, I, I couldn't imagine who would. You could get written up. The <laughs> the manager wouldn't even get written up. If you show up and there's another black dude on shift, you have to clock out. Yeah, and or just a customer, because they don't belong in FYE. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember when I worked there, all we sold was uh <laughs> like those like really bad uh Mr. Lil One and Mr. Capone E and like all those like LA like uh Mexican rappers. We used to sell a lot of that and uh man I think there was this dude do you remember the country guy who like had the really deep voice and everybody's like man that's the new Johnny Cash. He was like this tall cat. I forget his name because it don't matter. But uh, it was just awful and people love that shit. And that Joaquin was right Phoenix? after who? You know what? Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. He was the new Johnny Cash, so. His brother was better. Always will be. Yeah. What's your uh what's your go-to Justin Towns Earl song? Like what, what's gonna get it get, get that get that get that session going? Um man. Like do you have so, a favorite one? Well, it's, it's tough because I have favorites and then there's like untouchables, you know? So like Mama's Eyes and Can't Hardly Wait are untouchables. They're just... Can't Hardly Wait, man. Um, I didn't even so... know that was a replacement song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he kept it and changed it all in the same. So, I mean, like those are untouchable songs, but typically I'm I'm going to start anything that I'm listening to Justin Towns Earl with, with the entire Harlem River Blues album. Um, oh, Yeah. Uh, I think just from start to end, that's that's where you start. If you're not a JTE fan, you can listen to that album and be safe. Um, if you are, you're happy because it's like the perfect median between every emotion and aspect that JT fucking stood for. Uh, hey Xavier, but, let's uh, let's let's listen to a little bit of Harlem River Blues, just a just a little sound, so we can 
so y'all can hear what, what we're talking about. Good, I'm going uptown to the hall of river to drown. I think top to bottom, that's his uh, his best album. I think work. some of his other uh, albums I might like a little bit more. Like I like Single Mothers, Absent Fathers slightly more, just because it's it's more top heavy. I think it has one or two or three like just fucking stronger songs. But Harlem River Blues from top to bottom is fucking killer. I think my favorite album from uh, top to bottom, it's, it's hard to not say that one, but I kind of want to go with uh, Kids in the Street. Kids in the Street has like that, do you guys remember when Lucero, Lucero did it and, and Drive by Truckers also did it. They kind of came out with like an album that's like an ode to like Memphis soul kind of music. Mm-hmm. And that's what that, that's what Kids in the Street is. And man, just between Drive By Truckers, Lucero, and the Justin Town Zero album, they fucking do it perfectly. It's not cheesy. And and I remember when Lucero did the uh did that album, everybody was like, Man, they got horns in it and people bitching and complaining. I'm like, Y'all need to get over that horn shit, because that album is incredible. Yeah, thirteen seventy two Overton Park, and that was the address in Memphis, you know, that they all lived at and did their stuff from and uh, mm-hmm. That that album was a game changer because it took big time. It, it took like that punk small town roots. It was kids with mullets and kids with mohawks could hang out and listen to Loose Arrow, and it was great. And then they did Overton, and it was everyone can listen to Loose Arrow. And then they hopped on, you know, big time record label after that, and they they finally earned everything they worked for for ten, fifteen years of three hundred days on the road, you know, and. Oh, it's yeah. the same. So, like, uh, with with him, with with Justin, I mean, it's hard because every album has a different kind of memory stuck with it, you know. On and it. it's weird. Not everybody. It doesn't. It, when he does it, it doesn't sound trite. It's not like he's like, okay, now I'm gonna make this particular sound. Like, it's just it's just what comes out. Yeah, and so like Minette at the movies was, you know, this little, hey, I'm I'm here and. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Harlem, yeah, yeah. Harlem came out, and you're like, "Holy shit, this guy is on a different level." And then you, just like you guys said, you know, you know, absent fathers, you're just sitting there like, "Uh, <laughs> where were you the last couple of years? This is beyond amazing." And yeah, it's hard to just pin down one, but I think from top to bottom, to start off anything, I would always do that because then people that may not listen to country or folk or Americana, whatever you want to call it, are going to hear that and be like a little more forgiving to the rest of it. So true. Cause then you, you, you get an idea of like his vibe and what he's going for. And, and he knows like there's sincerity and he's not just like, I'm picking in a saying, and that's kind of it. Like there's way more to it. And yeah. when those and so- sad songs hit the sad songs hit, when he does something fun or uplifting, you feel fun and uplifting. Like, well, uh- and that's what's cool is that uh, the the records, the albums, you know, have a full band and they have all this wonderful, uh, you know, orchestrated kind of 
like maintained in it and it's great but when you go see him live man it's completely totally different it's just him and a guitar alone (laughs) which we witnessed (laughs) i I think all of us have witnessed a couple times um but i'm bummed i never got to see him live well that's your fault because i'm an idiot uh yeah man so i mean like you can you can hear a song on the album and be like I can't wait to hear that song and then when you see it live it's a completely different vibe uh, the tone is different the tempo is different and you're trying to sing along and you can't because he's doing his own thing and well because um, he does that he does that thing like I don't think everybody even pays attention to it but he does that thing with his voice where he goes mm, like you know what I'm saying like after he sings the songs. And that's old school, like Sun House type shit. Like that's yeah, that's old blue stuff. Yeah, well, being a Memphis dude, I mean, you're gonna hear that no matter where you go, yeah. what time of day. I mean, you could go at two o'clock in the afternoon on a corner and hear hear a guy doing that, or you're gonna go out at ten o'clock at night to the club and you're gonna hear somebody doing that. And so, I mean, that just fills in the gap between what you know you're what you're going for but i mean there's there's a different breed from from memphis to nashville <laughs> and like you want to explain that, uh well i mean memphis is real nashville is <laughs> not so nashville is a tv show and yeah, a good absolutely. movie well great movie but you know <laughs> nashville is a tourist destination nashville is uh music row is not music it's just pop country to sell records and yeah whatever and memphis man it's all soul they have their own type of barbecue their own type of blues music they have their own type of (laughs) burgers like you don't go to memphis because you're like oh i thought we would have some fun like no you're going to memphis because it's what you want to achieve and you know and there's a totally different vibe it's totally different people they know it. <laughs> Everybody knows it. So they got three six mafia. They got three six mafia, which is at, at least the the best part of Memphis. But I mean, once you cross the bridge and hit West Memphis, and you know you don't belong there, that's a totally different story. But <laughs> but Memphis. Well, we know is tough, about man. the West Memphis three. Oh, oh yeah. the country brothers get political. Uh oh. Satanic panic, all up in your face. <laughs> but I mean, if you I, play if you play this episode backwards, you're gonna get some. Somebody do it. Play this episode backwards. We have some fun hidden messages, some real. Do your research. Yeah, do your research. Yeah. Mostly, it's just gonna say that grunge music sucks. Grunge music sucks. Grunge music well, Dominique's sucks. about to get mad because that's all he still listens to. If y'all can uh, see my face, I, I, am, I am livid. All, all I listen to aside from country music is is dirt from uh, Alice in Chains. That's it. There's a there's a dude at dirt a bar repeat. that a bar that I frequent. Now that I'm vaccined up and I go back, and this man will play Tool and Alice in Chains. And I day drink, so it's not like it's like late night where it's like just a bunch of dirt bags. It's it's like a oh my god, it's just the worst. People are just getting off work doing happy hour, and this motherfucker's playing <laughs> like the the most depressing bad music from like the late nineties. Uh, so dumb. 
Yo. Um, since you haven't seen Justin, what would have been the first song you would want to hear from him? I think it would be twofold. I think the first song that I'd want to hear would be uh, see, it, it's a it's a fairly recent song, but uh, Champagne Corolla. Champagne yeah. Corolla. Yeah. To me, to me, Champagne Corolla is what makes like, and I think that might be the song that I would uh, tell people to listen to first because Champagne Corolla is just a fucking vibe. It, it's it's perfect. It, it, it's like just that, that mid-tempo shit he's so good at. Yeah, and um, we all know that girl. Yeah. 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 Not a single dude ever, ever alive over the age of 18 does not know the Champagne Corolla girl. So I would, I would, I would pick that song to like hear up top and then I'd want to hear I brought it up earlier uh, but picture in a drawer that's I think my favorite JTE song and uh because then by that point I was like all right I heard my fun song now I want to cry baby that's Uh, the song to do it to all right Duan um so song to start off a JTE show what do you want to hear to start off, I want to hear nothing's going to change the way I feel about you now. S- straight acoustic. Because that's how we saw him, and that song is so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, like Dominique said, once I once I get down and I'm just like, all right, now I'm ready to cry. I want to hear Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember when I saw there's this band, Ghost in the Willow. They're... Uh, Shout out Arizona, shout out Phoenix. They're they're a dope band out here. And uh I remember being at uh Cornish Pasty and I'm just hanging out watching them play. And like I said, I didn't know that this was a replacement song. So it was like this is this is we're gonna play a replacement song. And they started singing that thing went da 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 and I just start bawling. Cause that song just gets me super sad. And I remember texting. Uh, I remember texting you, and I remember texting uh, Eric. I was just like, "Oh my god, dude! I'm fucking crying my eyes out." And I didn't know they were gonna play Justin Towns Earl, but he said he didn't even know who Justin Towns Earl was. <laughs> Obviously, I was drunk too, so I was like, "What the fuck?" And then, <laughs> then I don't know if it was you or if it was Eric, and it was just like, "Fuck yeah, man! The replacements." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> I had no idea. That yeah, they that's, did that they did that song first. That's Air Bear all day. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't ruin your stride. I'd let you have it. I know, right? He's like so good. <laughs> he said that talking to Star like, how do I let Duan know that I, I, I can't not let him know that this is a replacement song? Yeah, so Eric jumped in and took a bullet for me, but I was just gonna let Duan have it for a bit, but I had no idea. And even when they when they played it when we saw uh Sam in Montana with uh me, you and Jacqueline, man, we cried on a bunch of songs. But I remember when that song played, we were babies at that point. Oh dude, so <laughs> uh Rialto Bozeman twenty eighteen. Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah. Twenty nineteen. No, was it? What? It was twenty nineteen. No, it was twenty twenty. It was right before COVID. Um, was 
yeah, it was one of his last shows. Um, uh, we w- we went to this place called Rialto in Bozeman. Uh, looks like a super cool place. It's about it's about the size of a cardboard box you get from an Amazon delivery. Um, <laughs> and I think shout out to next day, same day. <laughs> yeah, same day. Potentially next day. We're every Thursday in Montana. Yeah, but uh, uh, Rialto cool venue i mean it's all right the bar was hitting good um i think i had 18 drinks before justin even came on stage Dude, they so, just the lady was just like you guys aren't a bunch of yuppie assholes i'm gonna hook y'all up <laughs> i think so uh just to tell you where we live um uh, we counted patagonia and fuzzy vests and sweaters <laughs> and i think there was like 30 it's definitely the like the yuppie one of the yuppie parts in uh of montana for sure yeah yeah, and so, um, well, we've moved, and now it's all white trash, and so that's fun. We belong a little more here than <laughs> there, but maybe Jacqueline doesn't, but I do. Um, uh, but yeah, so, like, I think potentially maybe 80, 90, maybe even 95% of the audience didn't even know who was playing. Um, there's maybe six people that I could count that kind of knew what was going on. and uh, Oh, yeah. and he caught people out. Yeah, dude, he was... <laughs> <laughs> ripping people to shreds and it was funny but, was hilarious but uh yeah dude so like can't hardly wait you know he closed the show on that like he usually does and uh both Dewan and i just looked at each other <laughs> and i had to i had to like scoot down like bend down like 15 feet to be able to hug Dewan. but like half the song we're just arm in arm and everyone around us is like are they are they gay? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. It's like why are they're crying and holding each other. I was yeah, like, hey, dude, man. we were just we were just swaying back and forth and just singing and crying. And my and that's the thing. If we were in a different city, dude, that would have been everybody. Everybody yeah. would have just been fucking sure. arm in arm, like that whole yeah, like we would embrace type shit. Yeah, if this was in in Phoenix or Tempe or San Diego or shit, dude. Indianapolis, we would all be hugging and people would just come over and hug you and be like, I understand. But we're in this yep. y- yuppie ski town of <laughs> Buzzman, Montana. <laughs> and I'm the only one with skinny jeans on that didn't have boots on, right? So, and uh, yeah, and so it's like the whole, like one of the three black people who was just visiting was with us. And it's just, oh my God. And then and, I remember I tried to do the, uh, the, the, the brother acknowledgement thing. And if y'all don't know what the brother acknowledgement is, it's when you see another black man and you, and they, you're walking towards each other. You just give like a, a head nod yeah, of acknowledgement. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, I see you. If the shit go down. All right. We, we'll, we'll, we'll back out of here. We'll, we'll, we'll he, help each other out. He turned his head at me. He looked me in my opticals. And decided that he didn't want to do the brother head now. He knew what the brother head now was. Just yeah. didn't acknowledge it. I was like, so you know what? If the shit go down, I'm going to let you get beat up. I'm going across the street yeah. to and one so of these shitty bars. What's funny is that I used the brother head nods on uh, either punks or other black dudes in Montana. And I'll do the up because that's what the brother head nods Yeah, is. that's up. what you do. Chin up. <clears throat> and they know that you mean business and you're cool. But... Like if I'm driving and there's like a big pickup truck coming, I'll put my head down because <laughs> I'm like, I don't fucking want to see you. Leave, leave me, alone. me be. Yeah, leave me alone. But yeah, so that show was, it was fantastic. It was one of his last shows. I think it was like 
the second to last or third to last show that he played? It was the second last because he was going up to uh, Wyoming with the full band. Yeah, he went to Jackson with the full band. Yep. And uh, yeah, man. And so, and then coronavirus happened and no one knew what was going on. And, uh, you know, and and that was tough just with with that ending. But I mean, that show kind of culminated Dewan and Jacqueline and my relationship together of being friends for you know 15 16 17 years and it's been a minute watch watching everybody grow up and um go you know different relationships and become humans and adults and it's funny is that every single one of justin's songs hits that moment of your highs your lows your drunks your sobers your i'm 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 over it you know i'm in (laughs) and yeah that's what uh, he does and and that show was like a essentially everything that you wanted from a Justin Towns Earl show kind of stuck into a box. And I got to be with my two best friends, you know, the mother of my kids and uh, probably the coolest twin that I know. And then, you know, I'm sitting there. <laughs> shout out. Oh, shout okay. Out. okay. <laughs> you heard it here, uh, country podcast listeners. It's like that. All right. I get it. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm the cooler of the uh, country brothers. And what's, and what's, what's cool is that Jacqueline and I, um, we saw Justin maybe just a couple months earlier. I think it was October. Yep. Uh, and we do <laughs> it. And it was at this just random little venue just outside of where she grew up. And again, I think maybe six people knew who he was and two of them were dancing and they were friends of Jacqueline's. Um, and then we were literally fucking three feet from Justin just, in our hearts out and it was a great show and it was fun um i got hammered um <laughs> as you do, then, as you will want to do at a justin towns Earl show as i will do typically on most nights of just being alive <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah dude and so i think that rialto show it was an uncomfortable venue it was an uncomfortable place it was cold and uh there was like technical difficulties and somebody threw a beer can at Justin at the end of the night. He, he was ready to fight. Oh, and dude, was he just, was literally ready to jump off stage and, and fight. Why were these up. people there? Is it, is it just like small town? It shit ain't like nothing this, else this to do. Just, School yeah, was it's out. something to do. It's yeah, something to no, do. Nothing to do. And like, uh, just a bunch of people there. And, uh, it was, it was funny. So at work that the day before, uh, my then boss, who's, who's now one of my coworkers, but, uh, my then boss was like, Hey man, you're going to love this guy come to the show i looked for him the entire night and like i couldn't find him but apparently like he brought all of his daughters and his wife and all this like this whole crew with him and like i never saw him and there's there's probably like 45 people it wasn't <laughs> like, i was like it there's was no way packed. there's no way you were there he's like he took a picture and it's, it's Dewan, me and jacqueline i'm like why do you come say hi like don't be a weirdo <laughs> That's out of control. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah, from like all the previous Justins from like fun drunk to sober to <clears throat> super sober to, you know, the, the last time that we saw him in October to the Rialto was like the epitome of every Justin feeling. And it, it was it was the greatest. Um, it, it was one of the greatest shows I've been to just because of who it was and the emotion that's attached to him and um you know, we we lost one of our closest friends and brothers, and 
just being able to kind of hang out with each other for the first time since that happened and be a part of something like that and in a venue that we didn't belong in Justin, you ain't lying. Us. yeah like <laughs> I, I think there's something i think there's something beautiful about going to shows like that where it's like it's, it's me and my crew and then everybody else doesn't want you there or they're like you don't belong but you don't give a shit because it's like I'm, I'm here with my crew and yep. nothing else matters so that that's that's fucking that's incredible yeah and, and so that yeah just like you said that was the the point when it was just like that guy he's always he's always been like here in the in the black sludge where my heart should be but like it was stuck there forever from that show just because of the memories attached from before to that night oh, yeah. to, to then, you know, him passing shortly after that was, it, it was the pinnacle, you know, like Justin Townsville. And it was, it was fantastic. So. And when he passed, that was like around the time of uh, like me and Dominique's birthday. And mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know what it was, but I remember I, I got on Instagram and I just, that was the first thing that popped up. You know, Instagram got that stupid ass algorithm. So it just clicked up and then his it was actually his page, I believe, that said something like it was like sec like I clicked and it was like this was posted ten seconds ago or some shit. And it was like we're sad and they didn't say die, they just kinda like said everything but that. And I was like I you were the first person I hit up, I was like, I think fucking Justin Towns Earl passed. Yeah, you, we like, you text me and you're like, hey man, hop on Instagram. I'm like, uh, that's weird, but okay. I was like, are there butts? And you're like, no. <laughs> uh, if there are no butts, why am I on Instagram? Exactly. Like, I'm I'm specifically on Instagram for the butts, and I was saddened afterwards. But Butts notwithstanding, we got some very terrible news. Yeah. So... And that's... When and, and that's the thing, like I remember when Prince died, I was sad, and I took the day off, and I just sat there and listened to Prince all day. But there was something about when Justin Towns Earl passed that that was that, I don't know that that hit you in a different way because you, like you said, when you listen to him, like there's a vulnerability there that we like because usually like if you're just drinking, hanging out by yourself, listening to music and just enjoying your fucking night. You do that and you have self-reflections that you don't normally tell everybody. But yeah. you do that through his music. So yeah. when he passed, you're like, damn. All that comes back and you're just like, oof. I get drunk and tell everybody everything. <laughs> I, at, at all which times. Is, which is why I reply to every you up message I get. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there is that uh, it allowed you to kind of understand that there is someone else that may or may not really feel how you're how you're feeling, and um, yeah, it's when when he was gone. I, I understand there's this whole stigma of rock stars and everyone parties and everyone does stuff and they're not untouchable and yeah, you know. But you know what, man? Like he didn't hide any of that. It was always just like. Yep, did that. (laughs) It may have been stupid. It may have been fun, but like, you know what? And I think that's where that humanity, that uh, that realism, that that connection he had with everybody was super real. And you know, just just being able to 
you know, see him one last time was kind of that, that, that exclamation point of, oh, he is human. That's fantastic. You don't feel out of place when, when, when he's around or when his music's playing. Yeah. You, you didn't feel wrong. And that, that was what he was for. Regardless if he knew it or not, everyone felt welcome. So, I mean, I'm allowed to stay up till fucking three in the morning and, drink these paps and just fucking sit there. And if I want to be happy, I'm going to be happy. If I want to fucking be sad, then I'm going to be sad. Yeah. And his music allowed that. There's an authenticity to Justin Townsend that I think a lot of, a lot of musicians don't have not, obviously not every single song is fucking autobiographical, but there's a, the, like I said, there's an authenticity to those songs. You're like, Oh, this is, this might not be his lived experience, but it's a relatable experience that I feel like a lot of people go through. And it's just the way that he, he grew up in Baltimore. Uh drugs everywhere. You know? Uh you got you got you got Weebay. You got the the white dudes on the docks from season two that nobody liked. Uh it's me and Jack was like, did this nigga just say Baltimore? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> You know, but then again, that was peak TV at the time. I mean, some people say Sopranos, but I'm a wire. I'm a, I'm a the wire man myself. And we're back. <laughs> so, yeah. shit. So that's where I'm at. Um, we're winding down right now. Um, but I think I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't ask. Do you think Alan Jackson liked Justin Towns Earl? Um, if if I ever find out Alan Jackson doesn't like Justin Towns Earl, I will forever um, make it my mission to put a pillow over Alan Jackson's face. Um, I, I feel I'll like he has you. to. I feel like he has to if he doesn't. Where were you the day JD murdered Alan Jackson? Like I was you standing be, right there. You, you guys will be with me, so there's the, <laughs> there's the big part, but with, with it's funny. Song. I know. I know we're we're coming down off the high of um, being verbally sad, but um, like you think about Alan Jackson, and you're just like, oh man, you way down yonder. You're like, oh cool, we'll we'll do this. But I feel like that dude, and there's a few others like uh, John Michael Montgomery, um, Travis Tritt, all the dudes from Alabama. They totally have to sit there and listen to him and be like, "Yeah, that Justin is that guy." <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he's one of those guys. It's like how they how they say, "Motherfuckers be like, uh, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper kind of guy." I feel yep, like I'm your Justin Towns Earl would be a motherfucker that motherfuckers like. I can't do what Justin Towns Earl do. He's 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 the fucking best in the business, right? And now. you know who was like that? Fucking Towns Van Zant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was an authenticity that that can be not duplicated ever. Yeah, ever. Uh, and so that that late '80s, early to mid '90s country music, which wasn't quite pop country music yet, um, hands down to them because I, you know, I, I I think all of them were good at what they did. Um, you know, it kind of made it. Uh, relatable to a, a lot of folks, and then uh, all of a sudden, then you know, pop country came to be and kind of ruined all those guys. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But I think I think all those original dudes from you know that 
the 80s and 90s of that that popular country would be totally on board with him. So, you know what? I'm glad I got a real answer to a joke question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to ruin anyone and everyone's day anytime. Just let me know. No, that that, that was beautiful. Uh, it, it was good to have a some good serious discussion. Uh, what we bullshit on the, on, the, on the Country Brothers <laughs> on the Country Brothers podcast? Hold uh, on, can, you, can you just tell everybody how the first recording went? <laughs> so that's some shit. That man, I'm sorry, but that it, it, I wish we could find that recording because that was a doozy. It was like an yeah, hour and a half so, in, and we were not stopping talking about motherfucking. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know we even got to Justin Towns Earl specifically. We talked so, a lot of Indianapolis. Real? No, late. we 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 talked Indy Clovis. Um, I'm not allowed in Phoenix. <laughs> oh yeah, which we never talk about. <laughs> talked about the scumbag bars uh, from ten years ago. Yeah, well, it, was, was, it was a fun one. I, I, I wish y'all could hear it. It was a fucking was, shit show. That was 16 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even 10. That's a teenager, man. We are old. <laughs> uh, that, that was fucking dope. Uh, JD, before we go, do uh, you have any, 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 any final words? Anything to plug? Anything you want the listeners to know? Uh, I do have one thing to plug. Um, is that uh, I'm still poor, <laughs> regardless of all my uh, <laughs> uh, miniature musical success. Uh, I think uh, the big thing is, uh, listen to Yuma, who am I to say, halfway to Jackson, learning to cry, and someday I'll be forgiven for this. Uh, fall in love with Justin Towns Earl. If you need to pick me up, then go put on the new Red City Radio record, because it is phenomenal, and that's it. That album rules. Dope. Duan, you got anything to plug? Uh, where can they find you on the on the internets? I'm always at Polecat Supreme on Instagram. That's all I use. Polecat underscore Supreme. Other than that, we're trying to get some uh, Country Brother Podcast merch happening, which is going to be happening soon. We'll give you the details on that. Um, other than that, yeah, listen to the new Red City Radio album. Fucking rules. <laughs> Their bass player is the sexiest bass player on earth. Hands down. Hands would, down. Would would violently hand handy that, <laughs> that man. <laughs> All right. Uh if y'all want to find me on the on the internet, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at D Dom Johnson. Follow us on Instagram at Country Brothers Pie. We got a bunch of dope memes and shit like that. It's uh really fun. Uh Shout out Jen Christie. She uh she hit us up on uh, Instagram the other day and was like, "Where's this goddamn Justin Towns Earl episode? I was promised." Sorry, jerks. Uh, hold on. Uh, me personally, I just want to apologize. I ruined that first podcast. I was already like six beers in, and I had like another ten. And oh, I was pretty drunk too. My better half. My better half had to put both boys down, and she didn't talk to me for like 24 hours. But it was worth it because I didn't get to see either of my friends. But you got a Donahue episode out of it, and that dude was awesome. So yeah, welcome. see, so it, it everything worked out. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, you can follow me on 
uh, TikTok to see my uh, <laughs> inconsistent uh, anime TikToks at Dom as in beer, even though he don't drink beer. And uh, me and Dewan are in uh, Phoenix at the same time, so we about to uh, crush this Pliny the Younger and uh, drink some fucking ciders and shit. So and do some honky talking with these uh, these dirtbag Mesa folks. Yeah, we about to do some serious honky talking. So you can, I'm sure you'll be able to see some of that on the Country Brothers Pod uh, Instagram. So uh, with that said, uh, we are out. Thanks, JD. Be nice to each other. Thanks, dudes. Hi, Eric. Hi, Star. Love you guys. Keep it easy. Well, he woke up that morning and he called him to work. Put on his daddy's old suit with a secondhand shirt. All untucked, shoes untied. The people all snickered as he walked by, so he stopped and